And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. It's a man out! A man out! And welcome to another episode of the Movie Madhouse on the Road. This is Mike. Jason and Rob, and we are joined by two special guests today. Introduce yourselves. I'm I'm Sky. I'm Jason's daughter. And I'm Jeff. I'm no one's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this is kind of a, a a show that's been a little while in coming. We just watched Kevin Smith's Tusk. That was not what I was expecting. <laughs> no idea what I just watched. So, now we're just like fresh out of the theater. What does everybody have to say about Tusk? We should let Jason go first because, you know, his affair with Kevin Smith. That's true, too. Jason, how is the love affair after this uh, masterpiece? I want whatever weed he is smoking <laughs> because that was one of the most brilliant, twisted pieces of film ever created and I loved it. I have to agree. I, I thought it was a, a brilliant monster movie. It played out exactly like they laid it out in uh, Smodcast 259. And the the addition of Gila Point was uh, fantastic. And, and there's so many references for the podcast bands in there. Just trying to remember them all is going to be impossible. I need to see this movie again and again. <laughs> and just, just to try and catch all those little Easter eggs. Not to mention, Michael Parks, again, incredible at Psycho. He plays the Psycho character so well. Yeah, that might... Must. Having Kevin Smith write a script for uh, Michael Parks is probably one of the best movie ideas ever just because watching him uh, just talk uh, and act, like, he, he brings so much to this, uh, to that role. Just the way, just the way he, he carries himself throughout it. It's just, you believe that he is that crazy, sadistic maniac. Ominous. Yeah. Ominous at all times. Well, I knew just from what was going on, but we're us talking that it was supposed to be a darker type movie. So I had Red State in my head. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is this is not <laughs> Red God, State. It, it gives Red State, like, nothing. Yeah, Red State is awesome in the fact that it's tense, and it keeps you tense. These tense moments in here, this is more a Kevin Smith comedy <laughs> than it is a Kevin Smith thriller. This is the blackest of black comedies, for sure. Big time. Oh, that was some messed up shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, he says everybody's going to remember this movie from now until whenever they hit the grave. Is this a uh, an accurate assessment? Oh, it's one of a kind. <laughs> I don't think I could get out of my head if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> the image alone of Mr. Tusk yep. covered in blood having, you know, had just had the big walrus battle. That image of Mr. Tusk with the bloody the bloody tusks is burned into my retinas. I'm gonna have nightmares of that image. This is the adult version of Boogeyman. Put it that way. Uh, Mr. Tusk is the yes. new Boogeyman? Yes! 
For adults, I, I could see myself having nightmares over it. And it and it's it's would you call that a happy ending? Well, um, yeah, he got a fish. It brings your, it brings a tear to your eye. <laughs> The the, the, the the whole the idea that the process was irreversible is is baffling, but yet it it fits. Intriguing. It, works. it has to go that way. Yeah. <laughs> you can't reverse it. Well, like he said, once he goes full walrus, there's no going back from full walrus. Mentally, physically. Yeah. I, yeah. He said, I think once you once you are mentally walrusized, there's no coming back from that. You got to improvise, adapt, and overcome. It's just a messed up way to look at it. <laughs> you know what I won't forget for the rest of my life? Is if you pronounce walrus with your tongue cut out, it's Wallace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. wow. I never caught that. <laughs> I wonder if you planned it that the, the one thing I, I will, uh, that's burned into my mind and probably will never go away is Michael Park's ass. <laughs> I could have lived a long, happy life yeah, not seeing that. See, that's the kind of thing that uh, that was the most terrifying part of this movie for me. <laughs> and uh, like I said, seeing Michael Parks' ass was. Like I said I could have lived many lifetimes without having that uh, that inflicted upon me. Wonder if there's a director's cut. We'll just pull it out. You know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> well, but he, like. This movie is definitely going to be on heavy rotation when it comes out on, on Blu-ray on uh, my playlist. Just because it is so fucked up. <laughs> it's just... It's one to keep people talking. Yeah. And, and, cult classic, right? yeah. Oh. Heavily. Yes. Oh, yeah. I can see this. Big time cult classic. And the scene with Gila Point and, and Michael Parks... Uh, Mr. Mosier, that scene of the two of them together is probably going to go down in history, in my mind, as one of the craziest little scenes in any flick. Because you got the great Gila Point and Michael Parks, and they're both weird. <laughs> they're acting a fool, huge. <laughs> no, I uh, there there were so many inside things from the from Smodcast and. Uh, Babylon, yeah, like uh, Frank Garman, absolutely. <laughs> I almost, I almost like popped when I saw that name <laughs> on the desk. The joke no. being that when they first started Hollywood Babylon, somebody messed up making their entrance song, and he called him Frank Garman. So that was a nod to that old bit. Okay. Remember you? Yeah. You mean his name's not Frank? No, <laughs> and the, uh, the the more margaritas ringtone, I popped when I uh, first heard that one. I knew that was coming, but even when I did know, when it did did play, it was like, oh yeah, we're in full now. So, oh, you mean this ringtone? <laughs> that was the ringtone that I've had on my phone for over two years. I guess so. I made it long before they did. Damn it. Boy, Where's my know. credit? Okay, you want credit? You gotta talk to Garmin first. I know. So <laughs> if you really want to give credit where credit is due, you gotta give it to the guy that actually made that. Yeah, right, maybe. Oh, maybe. But it's. But it. it oh, I. I. I think I'd heard about. I think they mentioned that. 
on on one of the, on one of the Hollywood Babylons that they made that a ringtone. Yeah. And I read their minds two years in advance. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, we got Justin Long, Haley Joe Osment, Genesis Rodriguez as our intrepid podcasters and girlfriend. How, uh, how did you, how would you say they portrayed their roles? Not gonna lie, I didn't see her and Haley Joe Osment hooking up. Yeah, that kind of threw me for a bit, I, I too. I was a little shocked at that one. Yeah, I didn't expect that twist, and it almost made me, you know, not rooting for Justin Long. Like, I, I something bad's happening to Justin Long, and he almost deserved it. In a way, yeah. <laughs> um, Long, to me, was over the top a bit with the character. and almost, to me, it almost felt like there was something that they hadn't said, like he might have been on something. Mm-hmm. You know, he just seemed really... Uh, um, Eccentric. But hyper. Yeah. You know, almost spastic. So let me get this straight. You're saying Justin's long role was over the top in a movie about a man turned into a walrus? Oh, I, I realize that's an odd thing to say. I get that. But I didn't expect the character to be quite quite as animated as he was. Just because I, I know Kevin's kind of pulling from them, from himself, from his podcast experiences. His people aren't like that. Like, well, Muse at times, but still. <laughs> Muse not is a, like Muse that. a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think when my take of it is he thought, uh, Justin Long thought it had to be more shock jock esque. That's why he went way over the top with the the way he was acting. Because they were. They were, like, ripping on people, and especially the Kill Bill kid. (laughs) (laughs) He's also playing the Americanization versus the Canadianization. Very true. Oh, yeah, they they threw that a few times. He's going to pull over the separation between the other characters because we were, obviously, the Canadians were the more pleasant and... We're not nice. What did he refer to? We're optimistic. We're optimistic. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think he was taking a little bit more of the harsher perspective of the American. I, I yeah. need to get a full list of the Canadoos and Canadones. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a beautiful line when Guy Lapointe was handing him the guns. No, no, we're good. What kind of Americans are you? <laughs> that popped the entire theater. Yeah. yeah. Now the... Uh, oh. Damn it. <laughs> train of thought gone. Yeah, train of thought. He left the station. Um, <laughs> now, this movie was so maligned by everybody that had seen it. Do you like? How do you rank it in the the Smith universe? Like, um, Red State had his uh, that that kind of really surprised everybody with. Yeah, that was more of a. Really, like it was a, a realistic and gritty uh, take on a Smith movie, where this one was just like, wow. Let's just throw something up there and see what happens. That's it, exactly what this was. It had Smith humor in it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, all that weird and like sexual dialogue, a lot of innuendos oh, and, yeah. and all that stuff. That's that's pure Smith. Yep. No one's gonna put that much sexual innuendo <laughs> into a script. Watch Clerks. They have a walrus dick on display in the guy's house. <laughs> well, you, you know, you know, there's going to be some 
dick and fart jokes in a Smith in a Smith movie, and now they they've given him a walrus prop. Yes, that was like just one of the silliest visuals of the the entire thing. Uh, As for where it stands, honestly, it's going to stand on its own. I, you, you can't go and watch Clerks and Clerks 2 and then yeah. watch this movie. There, there's no comparison. No. <laughs> no, like if you look at his stuff, Clerks, um, Mallrats, uh, that whole Universe stuff, it's comedy. And then you have Red State, which is not. Tusk lands smack dab in the middle because it's got those dark moments. You don't know whether or not to call it a comedy or... Exactly. Yeah, it keeps you guessing, keeps you wondering. Like, was it a comedy? Was it a horror flick? What did you just watch? Yeah, I'm still asking myself that. <laughs> exactly. Well, see, that's the thing that Smith said he wants people to come out of the theater questioning everything that they just saw, because when he was making this movie, he was talking about he wanted to see like 259. He talks about he wants to see this movie. But nobody's going to make this movie except him because nobody in their right mind is going to make this movie. (laughs) So this is kind of like a challenge for him, and he went above and beyond. I think so. Like the 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 walrus costume that Justin Long was in, it looked good from a distance, but when he got too close, it looked too fake, and I think. I think he was parodying himself in the in the monster movie genre by doing that. Um, well, because there was that one scene when he was being held underwater, and when he came up, his head went into the costume. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, are walruses supposed to do that? <laughs> it almost made it look like a turtle shell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had a different uh, image of mine, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> Something yep. to do with the cold water? Yeah, yeah a little bit. Uh, just a little right. bit. <laughs> now, the... Uh, who who could possibly have been the first walrus in the, the enclosure? <laughs> now, was that Gregory Gumtree? Oh, no, they no, found his they body. They found his body. They found yeah. his torso. They found his torso. Where's the rest of it? Uh, well, no, the torso is the big part. Yeah, that's I guess it's right. Yes, uh, okay, yes. But those suits were obviously patchwork of, of various people's skin. That's yeah, a whole lot of ears. ears. <laughs> ears and noses. Yep. <laughs> and there was different skin tones. Yep. My stomach was churning a little bit, I'm not going to lie. And I would say that was number 23 that was on. That's yeah. probably... That's something you just don't do right off the hop. You have to practice something like that. Oh, yeah. So, I think Gregory Gumtree was, like, somewhere in the middle of the uh, the process of learning how to make a, uh, a walrus. Well, he said he does this every year on the anniversary. So, Gregory Gumtree was number 22. <coughs> and that dude in the pool was 23. So- yeah. Justin Long was 24. Because that, that other walrus had been there a while. Yeah. Just a little bit. You can only, <laughs> you can only see the screws hanging out. Not the tusks and all, you know. Those whiskers, were they glued on? <laughs> kind of look like it. Yeah, I think they have a... 
you had to suspend your disbelief a great deal to uh, get through this one. Uh, <laughs> but that's the point, I think. <laughs> that's probably about... He turned a guy into a walrus, and, and you're throwing that out there. Well, okay. It's <laughs> but... next year when they find some guy in the middle of nowhere, and he's doing this exact thing. And he's suing Kevin Smith because he stole his life story. Yeah. And he'll probably win. <laughs> but this, this does harken back to a lot of the monster movies that we grew up. You got your mad scientist and then you got the victim and then... The monster. Yeah. It's a a straight up body monster horror movie. And I like the direction that Smith is leaning in with this new stuff that he's doing. Like Red State just totally obliterated the box that he was in. Yeah. And this one is just a complete... I, I don't know. Like it's... In and of itself, the thing—it's kind of hard to describe it. You have to be—you have to see it to appreciate it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, when I first heard all about it, I was picturing something like Red State, so this tense drama, you know, like a slasher type thing, and it is so far from that. So far. There's far too much humor <laughs> to be that. Well, I think it got to the point of ridiculousness, and that's where it lost the the, the edge that it was looking for. Um, the walrus battle. Yeah. I think he was trying to take it to a, a, a very intense level, but there's no fucking way that's ever going to happen. No, no. no. <laughs> That's your final test. It was a necessary <laughs> scene. It had to be there. Was, we heard the clip from Smartcast in '59. They talked about it. That's right. So it was that was set in stone from the get go. Everything you're not else. Really, the champ until you defend the champion. Exactly. There you go. He is the champ when it comes to being the wall. This isn't what even my it? final form. <laughs> five years from now, you heard that Kevin Smith was doing Tusken Two. What's going through your head? I don't think you can. No, no, no you can't. This, this Not is well. this is a total one-off. Absolutely. Um, but like, if you do try to do a Tusk Two, where do you go? Like Justin Long. Like, do they find a mate for Justin Long? <laughs> He's a girlfriend. Well, 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 no, not anymore, because Haley Joe is uh, all up in that, so... Exactly, he needs a new one. So now they find some girl, turn her into a walrus, and there they go. Yeah, but who turns him into a walrus? Michael Parks is dead. Yeah. Haley yeah. Joe lost it. His ex-girlfriend feels sorry for him. Yeah, exactly. Oh. They gotta help him out. Keep the point, does it? He's yes. been chasing after this guy for so long. You know he's going to go through his house with like a, a fine-tuned tone. So he's going to have all his research, all his uh, notes. And become consumed. Exactly. Gets possessed actually, by the spirit of Howard Howe. I may not, <laughs> la- may not mind that. <laughs> and knowing that what we know, that this is just the first of a trilogy 
uh, the, the, the True North trilogy. Yeah. You know, we saw how fucked up this movie is. What's in store for yoga hosers and then a moose jaws? Yes. Like, moose jaws? I don't oh. know about that one. <laughs> moose jaws is going to be absolutely fantastic. Did you I catch the jaws reference? Yes. Yes. 20, 25 feet, three ton on them. Yeah, the uh, the Siberian Great White. <laughs> it all it all circles back to Jaws, especially for Smith, and that's that's how he measures things. How many Jaws is is it long? Twenty five feet, because that's how long Jaws was supposed to be, and that's that's his his frame of reference when somebody tells him something. How how many Jaws is it? What about all the cameos? Harley Morenstein made was... my life. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely adored him. I love him on Epic Meal Time and Epic Meal Empire, and he just adds that little bit of com- comedy that you can't get from anybody else. Which guy was this? The border <laughs> guard. Yeah, the border patrol. Oh, okay. So, yes. Canada don'ts. I, ad- yeah. I adore him just in general on YouTube, so to see him in a movie now, I'm like, I got my own little piece of him, I'm happy. <laughs> I, I read that, um, for, I think maybe for their TV show of Epic Meal Time, they're doing something for the American Thanksgiving with a, a turkey, a chicken, a duck, and a quail, and there's a whole lot of bacon involved. Nice! Bacon. So, <laughs> well, hey, they, they had, what they do. they've already had Kevin on their show for uh, Canada Day. They had him and introduced, oh, yeah. introduced them and everything. Now, did you, um, the Jen Swabach yes. cameo? Yeah. In the Gimli Slider. Yes. That's yet another pod reference. Yeah. Well, that's what he said. He was going to pepper pod pod references throughout, and he was also going to do a shit that should not be as well. I think I caught something for that. Yeah? What was it? Um, the girlfriend was wearing a different shirt when, when she woke up the next morning. Mm-hmm. She yeah. went to bed wearing a white shirt and she woke up wearing a black shirt. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And then, uh, well, when she went to go pee, I don't remember her pulling her, her shorts back up. She just stood up and walked out. Did she? I didn't notice that. Because she made the mo- the, made the motion of take, pulling her shorts down to pee, then she looked at the phone... And then she stood straight up and went into the bedroom. Uh, I don't know. I would have seeing bare butt, so... No, it was, uh, <laughs> you did see bare butt. butt. <laughs> <laughs> not the one we wanted to see. And, but I was kind of shaking my head, and this is a silly thing, but really, who charges their phone in the bathroom? That's like yeah. the last place you want to have a phone charge. Especially right over oh, your sink. sink. You might as well just put it in the bathtub with you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cool seeing Haley Joel Osment again. Yeah. Yeah. You know. He looks exactly the same as he did. Yeah. yeah. He has Chunkiest. At all. Oh, well, yeah. Other than he's a little chunkier than he used to be. Turned into a little bit of a butterball going on, but. <laughs> well, he said he. The. Uh, what did you think of. Justin Long's acting when he was in the suit. Like, there was a couple times the rage that seemed to come across his face was really projected in his eyes. I, 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 I
I got yeah. chills. I got chills. Yeah, he went full rowers, that's for sure. He was he was in there. Well, even when he was like fighting fighting the transformation. I think it was the Still. first time uh, Herod, or Howard Howe was there. You could just see that look in his eyes of I, I don't want to do this, but you're making me kind of thing. I'll do what I need to do to survive. Yeah. So he a pure terror on his face when he you got to learn to swim and drags mm-hmm. him into the water. That he had, you could see pure terror in his eyes. And then when he went under and saw the other corpse, yeah, yep. he went to another level. No, I thought he did a really good job considering what it was. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you study? How do you get the emotional side of the walls? Whatever it is, I think he nailed it. Maybe he went and met the walrus from Fifty uh, First Dates, like in Puke on Command or whatever. <laughs> he's, an, he's a paid actor. Get some notes. Uh, back to the cameos, the daughters. Yes. yes. They had, well, they're teenage girls, and they had that down to a T. They could not. <laughs> Living on their phones. They could not have been better. The whole bit with going back to the scenes we'd already seen, but then showing a little bit more. Yeah. Like that. that was a nice little touch. Their Degrassi bit, though. I, I, I chuckled <laughs> that. I could not help but laugh at that. Still getting knocked up and shot at? <laughs> No, I thought they were cool, because honestly, when I saw pictures of that, I thought that was from the second one, Yoga Hosers. That's what Yoga Hosers is going to look like. Gonna yeah. Good. It's those characters. Okay. What, a battle in the forces of evil. That is birthed underneath their convenience store. Yep. The A to Z. That was good. Now, A to Z. Sorry, yeah. Z. Yeah. A to Z. It's it's just such a big send up to Canada. The what all the stuff that he did. It was just such fun watching him play with that stuff. The accents in particular. Holy <laughs> cow! <laughs> we don't sound like that <laughs> to us. To us, yeah. So we can, well, we even have our own proof when we talk to Dave. <laughs> so Dave Dave will point out our accent. He actually wrote that into the script that he's writing. Did you notice that? Yeah. A-B-O-O-T. <laughs> That's not how you spell about, Dave. <laughs> or hoose. Yes. Hoose. H O O S E. Uh-huh. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Well, I, I expected that from Dave the minute he posted on my wall. The best thing about Canadian winters is enjoying it from my California home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew what to expect. So, but it was it was a nice little Canadian homage because everything's Americanized. So it was kind of neat to see this. Like you said, Smith's self-professed love of Canada. Well, he wants to become a citizen after, like, somewhere along the line. He he won- yeah, he wants to get dual citizenship. So he, uh, it only stands to reason that he will, he would be so blatant, I guess, with his uh, Canada-ness, I guess. Yeah, 
the obligatory double-double reference. Yep. Double-double <laughs> with eight sugars. Eight and sugar. it's a dab. And a splash of cream. <laughs> and, okay, this, I'm, I'm stealing from a review from the premiere of Tusk at uh, TIFF. That Gila Point is going to go places. Okay? <laughs> one to watch. That it's was, sure. Was His mastery. Yes, that was Johnny Depp. No, I got... Few times there, I got a little bit of a Johnny Knoxville kind of vibe from him. Oh, the wrong that, Johnny! The way, he, the way that he talked and like just the way that he carried himself, I got a little bit of uh, Johnny Knoxville in that. Um, Bad Grandpa? Mo- uh, no, that movie that he uh, was in the Special Olympics. Oh, The Ringer. Oh, the Ringer. Yeah. I don't know. Every now and then, when he talked, I got a little bit of that that character from. No, nope. wrong Johnny. That was that was Depp. Yeah. No, I, that was Gila Point. Gila Point. <laughs> oh, yeah, check the credits. It's Gila Point. Yeah, Gila Point <laughs> as Gila Point. The greatest Canadian detective ever. <laughs> Who shouldn't have had the second slider. No. <laughs> yes, the bonus scene. There was a Marvel-esque bonus scene. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mr. Smith. Uh, and, I, and I do like that he actually added actual audio of the podcast that was the impetus of this movie. Yeah. So, now everybody can go back and to and you can hear the starting point of how this happened. And that gum tree is the the callback to the uh, uh, the uh, the the wanted ad thing that he found the story on. It is. Yeah. Okay. Because that's like that gum tree is the uh, the UK version of I guess would be. Uh, Kijiji for us. Okay. Okay, so like Craigslist. So, and I believe Gregory is the first name of the guy that posted the uh, the original ad. Oh, the actual, oh. The actual the, carpenter. Yeah. Okay. The, the merry prankster that he was. <laughs> so, what's the origin of the story? The origin of the story is, Jason, you tell him my voice is gone. Um, they found this ad, and it was a legitimate ad for a gentleman offering free room and board full run of the house, but you have to wear a walrus costume for two hours a day. And stay out of the workshop. Yes, and you you had to be full walrus, though. You had to be, you had to learn how to act like a walrus for two hours a day. But you got free room and board. And it was a legitimate ahead. Okay. This was, like, in a very desirable part of London. So, it was, like, free room and board in, like, a, a prime location. And people, I think he... Did you hear the pod, the smod where he talked to uh, the guy that put the ad in? No, because it came out right when the movie was premiering. I did. There was three smod episodes that all dealt with the movie, and I did not want to listen to them until I've seen the movie. Yeah. So I've got them backed up, but I I have not listened to them. Yet. Did anyone ever answer that? Yeah, that's a good question. There was hundreds of people. <laughs> hundreds of people put in for that uh, that location. And, and how many how many of those people do you want to bet only answered to that ad so they can see if it was real? Well, they like he did get responses, and they said, "Well, I don't care what I have to do; I'll uh, take that free room." That's <laughs> crazy. I guess you need a place to live. Yeah. I don't know if I could dress like a walrus. <laughs> I'm halfway there. <laughs> Got the size. <laughs> You gotta pull out your teeth and shove a couple of tusks in your mouth. Uh, I, 
don't know if I'm ready to go full walrus yet, but it's a possibility. You gotta have foals in life, you know. <laughs> do or do not, buddy. There is no try. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Roberts Field Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. Oh, man. No, I enjoyed it. I really want to watch it again. It'll be one that I watch over and over. And the theater that we saw that in, the Highland Cinema, that is probably the perfect place for that. Because that is a an old independent 
uh, screen. A little dingy. Little. The old seats. Yeah, it it didn't pass the ass test by any stretch of the imagination, so. The one thing that was nice, we were in the front row, and it was fine. Yeah. 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 There's only a couple times I found where I'm actually turning my head just to get a closer look at what's going on on this side. Just because uh, I'm, I was always looking in the background just to see if there's any other eggs that I'm, I, I'm, I'm missing. You know, like what's that statue? Is that something? You know, but I, that was not very often was I looking like that. So it wasn't bad at all. No, I really enjoyed that theater sitting like screen wise. Yeah, the seats. Eh. It was a horrible one, right? You gotta like a theater that accepts loonies for the projector fund. Exactly. And I don't know what the projector fund is. <laughs> but there's a little donation box up at the concession stand. They're trying to get a digital um, camera, like or uh, projector. Projector. Trying to keep up with the times. So they're upgrading a loony. <laughs> yep. Well, Give them a loony. I gave them a little. I well, kind of like the theater. I thought it was... Uh, it was cool. Yeah, it's just it's one of those... Off, yeah. That's what it was. It was like a throwback. I, I call it art house. Because, well, look at look at the line of the movies they're showing. They're, they're art house type flicks. Mm-hmm. couple I want to see. Oh, yeah. It said the posters in the lobby. They're just going like, never seen this before, but I am intrigued at some of these things. No, like you said, it was the perfect atmosphere for seeing this movie. Definitely. I'm just wondering how they scouted that location. Like, who who's involved in finding that theater to play that movie? I'm thinking more it was somebody in London went to that theater because they figured that's the only theater in town that would consider showing it. And then they went through the process of getting tested there. That's what I think happened, too, because of the fact they had a... Minimum number of tickets before they could actually get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a 400 seat theater, and they had to pre-sell 100 tickets to confirm the show. They easily went over that. Well, they had, had as of the website, they had 122 pre-sold, but that theater had to be three, almost three quarters full. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was all all walk up for that one. Probably all it is a, a college town, so probably a lot of college traffic. Exactly. Well, we said anybody familiar with uh, Smith or the podcast, as soon as they hear that it's coming to town, they're going to go check it out. Yep. Oh, I would. I really want to know anybody who was in that theater not knowing what to expect. If they went in there cold, oh, it's a Kevin Smith movie, I'm in. Not knowing anything about it, I would really want to know their opinion. <laughs> that would be cool. <coughs> Because that's going to totally catch you by surprise. If you're going in there expecting yet another J and Bob reference. Well, <laughs> there ain't no snoozy here. Well, I did like how, we said at the end of it, I watched three ladies heading towards the exit. Yeah. And said the, uh, the, the podcast audio started, and they come bolting back into the, into the theater. So they, they managed to make it back in before the door closed behind them. Just kind of like, what's going on here? And well, the uh, the bonus scene <laughs> said he even said that there was going to be a bonus scene, so stick around. And 
crazy. I, I didn't know that. I never heard that. It's probably on one of those podcasts you haven't listened oh, to. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is why you keep the loop. Uh, I, just, I didn't want to spoil the movie at all. Like, I, I knew enough about the movie going in. I didn't want anything else from to get the, spoiled. From the sounds of it, you knew everything about the movie. <laughs> Almost. No, there's a lot I didn't know. I didn't know how it ended. <laughs> they told you how it ended. Uh, I... I so I totally forgot how they predicted the ending. Plus, I didn't know they'd actually follow through with it. There's, they still work in Hollywood, so I was, I was expecting the Hollywood ending. I really was. No, man, you go back and you listen to Two Fifty Nine. Yeah, oh, I, you I get, heard it. you get that movie. You, you get exactly what they talked about. I, I get that, but I didn't know if they would stick to it. Why I know wouldn't they? they? Stuck to a lot of everything else they said. I just wasn't. I wasn't 100% sold that they would stick to the, to that ending. That, that was the original ending that 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 sold them on the uh, the show yeah. on the movie. And I'm I mean, I'm glad they did. Oh but yeah. I, I just I wasn't fully expecting it. Just I, I expected that little bit of Hollywood to sneak in. No, there was no Hollywood in that. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture almost every studio pitching a fit over that. Now, are we, uh, do we get to see Frank Gurman again in Yoga Hosers? Oh, I hope so. It's still set in the same town. It is, yes. We need to see Frank Gurman. We need to see Gila Point. We get to see the two, uh, the two daughters. The daughters. Maybe even the girl that was in the, in the store. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if she was somebody and if she was just there, like, or if that was just an extra who happened to be there on there by the set that day. You know, somebody just stopping by. Hey, you want to be in the movie? Here, stand here. <laughs> I, I have to believe that nothing that went into that movie is accidental. So every everything that so that girl there is there. On purpose. Yeah, she was there for a reason. Yeah, she was put there just to do that that sight gag with the 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 pad and paper or the pad and pencil. Yeah, yeah hey, they did that in the Big Lebowski. That's where I learned it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, as a as an officer of the law, did, is the Big Lebowski a training tool? Actually, training day is the training day. Ah, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. There's no sign. <laughs> that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Lebowski, that's, yeah, that's the top of the list. It is? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Now i got to go watch it again. Now, now ask him that same question about Super Troopers. <laughs> is Super Troopers a training day? That's number one. Okay. <laughs> Lebowski's two. Yeah. And, and, and we have a far about we do. And in fact, everyone at work, when the Super Troopers came out, we all said the same name. I, I won't mention it. We all went, yep. That's our guy. Are you, are you aware that Super Troopers 2 is coming next year? I just heard that, uh, I think Lindsay told me that yesterday. Didn't yep. You know? yep. Yeah, I believe they start filming in January. Fantastic. That I look forward Beyond to. Beyond excited. <laughs> As long as the snowberries still taste like snowberries, we're okay. <laughs> well, I know I definitely want to see Tusk again. 
Yeah, the uh, the video release of that just can't come fast enough. And well, like I said, the man himself, he's even talked about uh, people are going to pirate it. They're going to get it no matter what. But he kind of it would hope that you would go see it in the theater just to kind of prove him right about that kind of movie. Yep. But I know I'm going to buy I'm going to buy a Blu-ray when it comes out. Oh, I am. Oh yeah. You have to watch that. There's way too much going on in that. Yeah. Soak it up in one view. I could see it being one of those movies that every time you watch it, you pick up on those little details. I'm already picturing it comes out on Blu-ray. I'm not even going to let my friends borrow it. I'm going to drag them to my house to have a showing in my house. Because I want to be there when they watch. I want to watch their faces when they see this happen, you know? There's the couch set up, and there's a chair beside the TV yeah. for Jason. No, no, I'm not watching. I'm watching you guys. You have a camera in his hands. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, a reaction video. This is like two girls in one cup. Because <laughs> I know I'm desperately trying to remember bits and pieces, and it was all so busy yeah. that it's really difficult. The... <laughs> the like the ability of Smith is his camera operating and his directing now has gotten so good and his storytelling has like has always been top notch but basically like when he does the static two guys sitting down talking I don't think there's too many guys much better than Smith to do something like that oh no because it's so interesting the way he does it yeah, like, how he comes up with the dialogue and his ideas for, like, the shooting and the directing of this is just getting into the... Pro- well, okay, trying to get into the brain of a stoner. That's what that is. And they said it's a guy that's always... He's hustling and he's always thinking. And the fact that yoga hosers and moose jaws is going to happen means somebody else has shared his vision and they want to see it happen. Yep. And let's not forget, that's, that. those are just the two that are in the same universe as Tusk. Then there's the Krampus movie. There's supposed to be some animated uh, feature about uh, the, uh, the, the giant Christ <laughs> uh, or take on the rapture that's supposed to be in the works. Yep. He's got all sorts of stuff coming out of a, a green haze and no one else is going to have anything even remotely close to what he's doing he's going to have his own shelf at the video store yeah that's fine by me now did you catch the uh, the ponder rock oh ponder rock ponder rock ponder rock is a reference to some old audio tapes that he had emo, emo kev emo kev he was what 19 uh, yeah, 19, 20 years old, yeah. And he's, like, he'll be recording to himself, like, a, like a, an audio journal. Okay. And he's trying to be all poetic and, and, uh... Emo. And very intellectual and emo. So, Ponder Rock was this, like, I guess an overhanging little clip or something. No, it, it was just a rock at the beach. A rock at the beach. Yeah. Something like that. And he just, he just, he biked out there after work and was recording himself. So, Ponder mm. Rock, that's a reference to 
That's another pod reference. Yep. Again, like, just getting the video to try and, like, breaking it down into sections to try and extract all the pod references and all the all the Easter eggs. I know there's a ton of Easter eggs in there. You just got to find them all. I wonder if, if he's going to have any uh, deleted scenes available when he puts up the Blu-ray. One would think so. I would hope so. I would be terrified. <laughs> Terrifying? Yeah, because I, I, I honestly don't know what to expect from Renee Bleed Seeds. Well, yeah, if that's what made it in. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what, what could you leave out? What was too fucked up? And he's yeah. going, no, we can't do that. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking there was something sexual at some point. I well, really hope. When, when Michael Parks was walking him through the water, like when that first happened because you couldn't see you just saw from the chest up I thought maybe they were like dancing or something I was like, I was like oh yeah, they're swimming together like that, yeah. and I'm just going what the fuck is going on here I just, I just thought oh they're dancing they're swimming together they're having a good, good bonding moment and then he said naked I'm like really? He, he had to be naked? yep I wonder how you convince Michael Park you know, I got a, an idea for a scene, but you're going to have to get naked for it. <laughs> what? <It's a> <laughs> if I ate, somebody asked me to do a nude scene? Okay. <laughs> We're going to show your butt. <laughs> um, that, there's a movie coming out, The Gambler, Mark Wahlberg and John Goodman. Oh, Apparently yeah. Goodman has a nude scene. Oh. oh. <laughs> in in like a, a, a spa, it's on or something. Oh. As, as much as I like Goodman... <laughs> I don't think I like him quite that much. <laughs> I like him dressed. Yeah. That just, uh, but it's acting. I mean, everybody lost their mind when Car- when uh, Harvey Keitel did it way back when. Well, that's Harvey Keitel. Exactly. And said he was uh, always showing us, like, doing <laughs> nude scenes. I'll take this part, but I have to be naked. Okay, Harvey. Well, I said, wasn't um, the guy from NYPD Blue showed? He was the first one to show his ass on national TV. Oh, um, oh shit! Dennis Rains. That's there we it. Go. Yeah. Here's a poll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it that scene that made you want to be a cop? No. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the question. Is that what you guys really do? No. <laughs> no. Is that scene that made you want to go to the gym or uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. These roads suck. Yes, they do. You know the best part about it? It's not going to the nice clean tracks on the other side. Well, I'm just going to try and get by this guy, but that's just not going to happen. <laughs> So back over I go very slowly. Very slowly. This just gives us more time to podcast. Yes. <laughs> now as seasoned podcasters, <laughs> we uh, I noticed a few things when Haley Joel Osment was recording the podcast. Like he didn't have a program running. 
Yeah, there was nothing going on the computer. And when he was done, he hit one button, boom, done. I'm going, wait a minute. <laughs> that's not the process I go through. <laughs> maybe that's a shit that should not be. Or on the laptop. Or maybe that's the Hollywood version. Because, Jason, don't you have a scene like that in your movie? Uh, well, we haven't filmed it yet, so are we going to add that to it? Absolutely. We're just going to do, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hit one button, done. Yep. yep. Sir. Twiddle, twiddle, twiddle. And it's been sent. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Upload it. Yeah. And that's right. I, that's how I wrote it. It's like, boom, 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 done. Boom, boom, boom. It's sent. Yeah, just no. like that, and, and the hits just start automatically yeah. coming. Yeah, the hits just drop instantly. That's how I have it written. That's right. That's <laughs> Hollywood magic, baby. Oh yeah. It said I, I reading the script. I hit send, and we get three hits. Boom. It's like, oh, they're waiting for us. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I've because I, I remember I'm the one out promoting it with flyers and stuff. So if I've done my job right, people should be waiting for it. Yeah, that's sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. My question is, how come you haven't done that for our real podcast? <laughs> I don't have that much ambition. <laughs> I believe him. I, am, I, I do too. how long it's taken me to try and get the, the rest of the film shot. That's why you just get a bunch of people, keep random people to start a street team for you. And then a street let, team. Let, let them do all the work. We need a street team. Let them do all the work, then you're filming. <laughs> We can't pay you or give you anything, but you can listen to the show for we free. Have, we can have our flyers. Ah. They're all going to end up in the trash or the <laughs> sewer or something like that. This is hard. <laughs> so, I think where we got here. Yeah, we're about 50. I think we've, uh, I don't know, is there anything else we need to talk about, Tusk? See, I want to talk about it so much more, but I can't remember half the funny stuff that I just watched. Just Grab there. some, just quick, right off the top of your head, boom, go. Three, two, one, go. Gila Point in the restaurant. <laughs> the, the, Gimli, the Gimli slider? The Gimli slider, just him trying to talk, you know? He's pushing that burger, like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you know the story of the Gimli Slider? No. Okay, this is another podcast that uh, Smith and Smosier Mosier, Mosier did. Talking about the Gimli Glider. Okay. This is an actual plane during... They're talking of Jason. I don't remember the full story, but it was an actual passenger plane. Yeah, it was, it was a jumbo jet. Okay. And it was flying from Montreal west... This was during the day of the con- or the days of conversion from imperial to metric. Okay. Somebody measured wrong the pounds of fuel going into the plane. Oops. The plane completely ran out of fuel. So they're flying around. They're, they're, they've now essentially created a giant. I think it was like a, a seven forty seven glider. And there's an old airport in Manitoba. It was called Gimli. And this, the, the two pilots of this plane actually glided this, this jumbo jet, which was impossible to do. Nobody had ever glided a jet that size before. But the pilot, and the, the pilot was an experienced glider pilot, and he, he had the, uh, 
the gumption that he thought he could do it. So he glided this this plane into this abandoned airfield. That's where the Gimli glider comes from. That's why the Gimli slider. When you looked at the burger on the the poster on the wall, there's a, a burger and two pilots standing behind the burger. Gotcha. That's okay. the Gimli glider. That's a real news story. Yeah, that legit happened. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, what else? Who me? Yeah, you. Uh, bum, 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 bum. Let me see. That whole beginning thing with uh, him and Osmond. The the Kill Bill kid. Yeah. Well, that's just a play on the Star Wars kid. That's what I was thinking. And that. I wasn't waiting for the. I didn't see the whole. That leg. Gone thing coming, but. That leg chopping thing was so unexpected and perfect. So fake looking, guys. That's what opened the movie. Like, whoa. And that was the Dave School kids that did that. Yep. So one of the one of the sponsors of Smodcast is this. Uh, Digital and animating school. Oh, and yes. Out of Florida, right? Out of, yeah, out of Universal. So Smith recruited them to do that segment for the uh, for his show, for Tusk. That's cool. You no, know, I'll definitely be watching it again. Absolutely. <laughs> so, final words on Tusk. When you can, see it. You have to see it if for no other reason... Just to say, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be weird, but I agree with Jason. <laughs> I would say going unprepared. It's not like it's going to mess your mind up any more than if you're doing all the research on it. I went in like a blank slate. I don't think I'm more twisted as a result of it than you guys. <laughs> you knew a lot more about that movie than I did, and I think we all walked out going, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, like, you're kind of like... Oh, sorry, sorry, Sky. Go. Just, uh, don't, uh, don't expect anything too normal. <laughs> yeah, norm, normal left. Yeah, normal left the second the movie hit the screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's that line from uh, Red State? Um, when, when Goodman is... They're in the middle of that gunfight with... Uh, Simple just shit itself or yes. something? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a simple yeah. plan. Nor- well, normal just shit itself with Tusk. Oh, yeah. Oh, Without yeah. a doubt. So, okay, how many flippers up for Tusk? I got two flippers up. Two flippers for sure. Yep. Two and a half flippers. Two and a half flippers. Yes. I say three because I'll use my bottom flipper too. You leave that flipper alone. Whoa. <laughs> All right, before this turns into another uh, completely different podcast... So I guess we're gonna we should wrap it up. So All right. special thank you to uh, our, our our special guests Jeff and Sky. Thank you. Thank you guys. Not Pleasure. a problem. Thanks for bringing us along. All right. So. For life. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are. That oh, it's that indelible tig stain we keep talking about. Tig. That's what it is. Yep. All right, so I guess this is going to wrap it up. So for another week of the Movie Madhouse, this has been Mike. Jason. And Rob. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. See ya. Now we're just going to shut it off somehow. It's a madhouse! A madhouse!